It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 5-2 to two to the Buffalo Sabres, halting their win streak at four games, their point streak at nine games. And to help us break this one down, we go back over to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what? I'm just going to kind of ask you right off the top, what what did you see in this one? Because it, it wasn't a situation where the Golden Knights through 40 minutes were out of this game by any stretch. It, it, they had a lead in the third period, and then it was just really uncharacteristic in terms of the unforced errors from the Golden Knights. Yeah, a few of them, and as you said, Ryan, uncharacteristic. It seemed as though some of the generation of offense comes, I don't want to say with ease, but the Knights are so accustomed to generating offensive chances mm. that they it's almost like they, they skip a step. Whereas, okay, well, we're, we're, we've gotten into this spot, we get to this place, we do X, Y, and Z, it's, but it's like they forgot X. They just assumed that X would be accomplished, and they were so focused on Y and Z. Mm-hmm. The Sabres were disciplined in denying the Knights an easy accomplishment of X, and so Y and Z never then came to fruition. When Barbashev scored the power play goal, Eichel's goal in the third period is an impressive play by Paul Cotter to generate the chance there were pucks around the Buffalo net, and the Sabres were very good around Devin Levi. Levi was very good himself. Mm-hmm. As William Carrier described, he got a 21-year-old getting to play in Las Vegas for the first time. And, you know, you've got three goalies on the roster for Buffalo, and Uko Pekalukanen suffered the loss in Colorado the other day. Eric Comrie had a bad loss against the Knights last year. So you figure throw Devin Levi in there. He had been playing some pretty good hockey, 2-0-1 in his last three. Now make it 3-0-1. And uh, so I, I think that the Sabres deserve credit for denying the Knights finishing. And then the Knights were so eager to get back to those places again, they failed to take proper care of the puck. And the Sabres were opportunistic to take advantage. But, yeah, Stevenson giving the puck away to Connor Clifton for that uh, play that was middle stats goal that tied at 2-2. Of course, the uh, pass that Barbashev makes intercepted by Benson to set up Tuck for what was the fourth goal, we could go on. So there were a, a number, and those were just two examples. Then again, you, you know, you go back earlier, William Carlson just misses the net. Chandler Stevenson just misses the net. There were some close calls for the Knights as well, and, you know, they have been scoring plenty of late. You look over the four-game winning streak, they scored six, they scored six, they scored five, they scored five. Today they only scored two, and... Uh, that has been a, uh, an issue at times where they have uh, played well but just not gotten the finish. Today, you know, they um, they played fine for stretches but too many mistakes and this was uh, this was not um, this was not a fluke. Buffalo mm-hmm. was uh, the superior team in the third period and they took advantage. You know, when you when you look at a game like this, it hasn't happened often for the Golden Knights where, you know, they've they've had um, you know, a game that really gets away from them, certainly there in the third period. And, and again, as we've talked about, puck management, I, I think, was really the biggest issue tonight for the Golden Knights. Is this one where you're going you're gonna to be able to use it if you're Bruce Cassidy? Because I can't imagine Bruce will be pleased with the overall puck management and execution in this game. Yeah, they simply have been giving up too many goals. Yeah. And when you give up as many goals as you have, okay, you start to, all right, well, how are they happening? 
and the Knights giving up leads the last two games. Well, today, you know, they give up a lead in the third period. It just didn't happen in the final minute. They've had leads in the third period last three games, and they've squandered all three. Yeah. So when you, you, you try to help this group dial in, um, it, it isn't always X's and O's. I mean, this, this group has been well-schooled. We talked about John Stevens on the pregame show with Zach Whitecloud and with Bruce Cassidy. And the, the bearing down, the accountability, and you know, Bruce Cassidy gave the team the day off on Wednesday and then even yesterday, Thursday, they canceled a couple of drills in the middle of practice because they wanted to keep the length of practice to a certain length. You know, full morning skate today. So, um, you know, Bruce told us on the pregame show, if we see issues, you know, uh, we're going to do those things in practice. So I wonder what practice will look like tomorrow. And we had asked Bruce specifically about, you know, the six versus five. Today it was five versus six that hurt him and then uh, the different situations. So, um, sometimes it's a bad break. Bruce said that the goal that tied it against Calgary was the team didn't do anything wrong. It was just a really good play by the Flames. The previous game when they gave up that goal, Bruce was not happy. It was a goal that they should not have given up. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he has to say about the four goals. I'll ignore the empty net goal. The four goals that the team did allow today. Uh, I don't think that he's going to, you know, have too many kind things to say about the goals that were allowed by his team today. Yeah, and I guess that that becomes the concern now. As as we were, you know, kind of going through that that stretch in November where the Golden Knights weren't scoring goals, Bruce made, you know, that comment that you know in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, whatever it might be, we'll, we'll be talking about defense, not offense. And you know, I think right now it's at least worth having the conversation about where the Golden Knights are as a team in terms of their team defense. Yeah, and you've got different pairs. You know, Pahal is back in the lineup for a couple of games. McNabb and Petrangelo together now for a couple of games. You know, Hague and Whitecloud are best, it seems, when they are together. Without Alec Martinez, without Shea Theodore, without even Caden Korzak, who has been strong. Caden has now missed a couple of games here. It, 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 the Knights don't have the same versatility among the defensive core. You know, the, like certain guy get injured, you know, what kind of a player is it? Well, Theodore and Martinez are different kind of defensemen. So you kind of like, okay. But now without Theodore, without Korzak, you know, they've got McNabb with Petrangelo, and, we, you know, that really hasn't happened in the past. So I'm not saying that they're definitely going to change the different pairs, but it, it's, you know, something to look on the horizon as to, you know, what do they try? and Alec Martinez getting closer to returning. I don't know that he'll be ready for Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we'll see how Bruce addresses that and if they decide to try something different in practice tomorrow or for the game on Sunday. But the facts are the facts that they have given up now in the last three games, four goals in each of them. That had never happened before with Bruce Cassidy as coach of the Knights. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Sunday night and the Ottawa Senators. Just a, a quick thought on uh, the Sabres. A couple things. Congratulations to new dad Alex Tuck. Mm-hmm. Baby Trip was born on Saturday. We didn't have a chance to talk about that during the broadcast, but uh, best wishes to the Tuck family, the entire family from Syracuse, and wishing oh, all the best wishes to Alex and, and the whole family, and of course, new baby Trip. And I also often describe the uniforms I have not yet described tonight, Ryan, the RJ patch that the mm-hmm. Sabres wore on their sweater they are wearing all season to remember the Hall of Fame longtime voice of the Sabres, Rick Jenneret, who passed away recently. And uh, Rick was uh, retiring last year. 
He was here in Las Vegas last season, even though he wasn't broadcasting the game. It was sort of a retirement tour. He was going on the road and just partying his way around the NHL. And mm -hmm. uh, RJ and I got to have a, a few minutes here in the T-Mobile Arena broadcast booth and just uh, an iconic voice in hockey, especially in Buffalo sports in upstate New York. So we just wanted to uh, pay tribute to Rick Jenneret, RJ, and the patch that the Sabres are wearing on their sweaters all season long. One of the great voices in our game. Yeah, perfectly said there, Dan. Uh, thanks so much for that. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Sunday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. The Vegas Golden Knights now 26-5, and still have 45 points in the National Hockey League. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on 2023 Stanley Cup championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel, and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal at City National Arena and other locations, plus online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights Lose 5-2 to two to the Buffalo Sabres. Devin Levi, I, I thought, was really strong in this game. Played a, a heck of a game for the Buffalo Sabres. Then uh, you, know, you got to give a lot of credit, I think, to the Buffalo Sabres for coming in here and playing the type of game that I think a lot of people expected them to play all season long. And we talked about it a bit in the pregame show, and this is worth repeating and worth noting here. The Buffalo Sabres were looked upon as a team going into this year as one of those teams that should take a step, right, that should push for a playoff spot. And it has not worked out. It has not happened where they've been able to gain traction. What, what you saw out of Buffalo tonight is really what the script is for this team. They didn't sacrifice defensive structure for offensive chances. They allowed the game to kind of come to them. And when the Golden Knights were opening things up for offense, when they were telegraphing passes when they weren't managing the puck the 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 buffalo sabers did a great job of reading the play supporting the play and then turning pucks over and going on uh, on the offensive side of the puck they really did play a strong game now you're going to look at it from a couple of different angles the golden knights had a lead in the third period it was two to one three and a half minutes in jack eichel had just scored against his former team in the buffalo sabers you should be able to ride that wave. You should be able to manage the puck in those moments and not get greedy and, and push and push and push for more offense. You've, you've got to kind of go back to, to your roots in, in, in some sense as the Golden Knights and, and close this game off with strong defensive play and making the right reads and putting the puck in the good spots down low, playing below them, playing behind them. And it just never really happened. It didn't click in for Vegas. And that was really, to me, in this one, their undoing. They had opportunities for sure to beat Devin Levi early in the game. They had opportunities to get on the right side of the game early and not chase. You give credit to, to Devin Levi there. You give credit to the Buffalo Sabres for playing a structured game for sure. But for the Golden Knights, this was one where I think when you look back on it, 
you watch it back over again, you're going to be unhappy with just the simple fact that the Vegas Golden Knights could have absolutely found a way to clamp this down, to lean into their defensive mindset. And I think that's probably the biggest disappointment in all of it is that the Golden Knights had an opportunity to do that. It would have taken a really quick shift in the mindset, and they just didn't get a chance to get there. Now, it's not the end of the world. It's only the sixth regulation loss of the season for the Golden Knights. They were knocking on the door of a 10-game point streak. That's pretty remarkable. But let's hear what Bruce Cassidy has to say after tonight's game. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce Mark had mentioned that when you guys went down 3-2, it seemed like you started chasing the game a little bit more when you didn't really need to. Was it pretty much a result of that, or did something else kind of snowball in the third period where Buffalo got going? Well, I think that probably happened in the second period as well. They got going. If you remember, I think it was Tuck missed a wide open net. I mean, we, we pinch on a strong side puck. We don't reload. And it's, I think at the time it was one nothing, maybe, or 2-1 to one, or whatever it was. One, I think we were down a goal. And uh, could have got away from us then. And they had a couple of rush chances, you know, I think right before that too. And so now we're, bleeding, we're, we're playing right into Buffalo's hands. That's what they're good at. Um, if you make them play a more of an ozone, generate offense from ozone and maybe power play, I think you have a much better chance of winning the game. But we, we allowed them to get into the rush game by mismanaging pucks, and it got really magnified in the third period. You saw it like overtly magnified, right? We're just, especially the last goal. So that's how they beat you, and that's how they beat us. We didn't deserve to win if you're going to play that way. So that's, I don't know if. What else you want me to say? I'm not surprised that it went that way when we started playing like that and mismanaging pucks. Now, of course, there's some nights you're going you're to get big-time saves on those plays, but those are really good chances to score goals. You, you don't want to put your goaltender in that position. Chris. Hey, Coach. Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey Now. How do you feel Logan has been handling the increased workload? Do you envision, once Aiden's ready to come back, that there's going to be a similar 60-40-ish split that there was leading up to Aiden's injury, or do you think there's going to be anything different happening? I can't envision it until uh, Aiden gets through a game healthy. So ask me again once that happens, and I'll be able to tell you probably how we, we see it going forward. Obviously, Aiden's got some catching up to do. How much is he going to be able to handle? The medical team will have some say in that once he gets in. So that, that question I'll kick down the road. Uh, we've given up 12 goals at home here in the last three games, so I won't count the empty netter. So that is a team thing. Goaltender's part of the team. Uh, so that needs to improve no matter who's in that. So, you, you know, we were able to take four points out of this building, and that's not going to happen for long when you give up four goals a night. So that's the first thing we're going to aim to correct tomorrow and hopefully get it tilted the right way against starting Sunday against Ottawa. So... Um, Logan's won some games for us recently. Obviously, we've picked up points in nine straight games till tonight, so obviously he's doing his job. Um, Aiden was probably a part of that at the start of this, but at the end of the day, um, that's what, he, what he's paid to do. So um, none of us were good enough in the third period tonight. He's part of that. And uh, we let another lead get away from us without getting points tonight. Um, so that's a concern for me. As if you're a good hockey team, you're at home three games in a row. We have the lead in the third period. We found ways the other two nights today caught up to us. Um, we never got that opportunity to, to you know to get the points. So uh, after two to one to four to two, um, you know that that to me is a problem. And 
that'll be team wide, and we'll start working on that tomorrow, like I said. Go to Alan. Uh, hey, Bruce Allen, South <coughs> LVSportsBiz.com. Uh, number one, uh, how would you assess your scoring chances uh, throughout the game? And number two, when Eichel gave you guys a 2-1 lead and things began to kind of push back in the opposite direction, as a coach, what do you do when you sense things are kind of coming uh, free there? Well, you bring it up on the bench. It was brought up between periods that okay. we've got to be careful with that uh, after the second period that, you know, this is this is a team that this is how they're going to generate. and. They're either, you know, they're either going to buy into that that you got to manage pucks and, and force them to go 200 feet um, to generate their offense, or you're going to play risk-reward hockey. And um, it was brought up a number of times. Brought on the bench, you can reduce minutes. There's a lot of different things you can do. Um, usually, the reducing minutes is early in the game because now you you want to give yourself a chance to win late. And if those are offensive guys, then you're going to have to probably find another way to address that. Or you know, send your message then and, and hope your guys that maybe don't score as much will get you back in the game. So there's a give and take there, and every coach, I think, will handle it differently. Um, I thought our offensive chances were good tonight. I, I, I'm going to guess at the end of the night that won't be the issue. When we look at our kind of stats package, so to speak, it wasn't for lack of um, effort. Uh, I think we could have got to the front of the net more against this team. Like, that's how Barbie scored. And... Uh, Stoney had a power play, a couple power play chances early. You can create some anxiety there. But at the end of the day, we, we did generate a lot in that area. We just didn't finish as well. I thought we were off net early on. We had a number of good looks from the slot that we did not force him to make saves on or control rebounds. So that was a bit of it. You know, we had a two-on-one. I think Carly had a point blank. Paul, Stevie, two-on-one. So there were some opportunities there to score goals tonight where we were off net. So that's execution. And that's going to happen. <clears throat> We'll go to Chris, then finish up with Jesse. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You kind of touched on it a little bit there, but their goalie, he makes a couple saves early in the game, gets dialed in, gets comfortable. How important is it to make him uncomfortable early on and score that first goal and maybe kind of rattle him a little bit? Well, as I said, I think our intent was there to do that and mostly played the right way to do that. Um, if you look at Buffalo's numbers, they're, they're a big minus in terms of goals for and against in the first period, right? So that's an area, especially on your home ice, they just went through it in Colorado where you can create some doubt in their mind. If, you've, if, you've, if we needed to finish better or execute a little bit better in some of those opportunities. I think even Stevie, Marcia, and Howie had a couple of shifts there around the front of the net, and I'm not sure if they overpassed or we didn't execute. So, you know, there was opportunity. And, and then Stoney, as I said, in the power play. So I think every line had a little bit of, uh, I think it was Paul and, and Carly, like I said, had really good looks that just might have missed the net. Or maybe maybe he made the save. And in first glance, it looked like we were off net on a couple of them. But at the end of the day, so you go through the lineup, guys all had an opportunity probably to get us going in the right way offensively, guys we rely on. But it didn't happen, unfortunately. And I think it's a different game, you know, if you could put doubt in their mind. But I don't know. Um, we did have the lead in the third period. So... It is two to one game for us after Jack's goal. It's a big goal. So, you know, now bear down and play the right way. Play winning hockey. We didn't. We played losing hockey after that. And what do we do? We lost. So there's a little bit of a lesson to be learned there. Um, we don't lose a lot, but we lost tonight because of, I think, much more our actions. And I'll give Buffalo credit for uh, doing what they do best when we messed up, and which was, you know, create offense and good looks, and they finished them. <clears throat> Jesse. 
Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. You mentioned the goals against have been higher than you guys are used to lately, and you have some things to shore up. I'm curious, do you think it's just a symptom of the, the puck management, or does the defending itself need some work? Well, we addressed the five on six, I think, this morning, so we didn't have to, you know, that we need to clean up. Um, I'll look at the, you know, the last goal puck management. I think the original rush on the uh, second goal was puck management. We turned it over and a wave comes at us. I think it usually for us, honestly, with this team for a while now, we make plays and we have guys that want to make plays. We have to figure out the right time to make plays. So it typically is puck management. I think that the rebound goal that Benson scored, I thought our coverage was pretty. We didn't get a block up top. The puck gets through, but it's a two-on-two in front. They outwilled us at the front of the net, found a loose puck, buried it. So is that structure defending or will defending? So I will say yes, that that was a breakdown in front of our net where we need to sort it out and win that puck battle, slot battle, so to speak. We had some looks like that as well that didn't go in. Um, so I think we certainly had our share on the other end, but there's always going to be a mix of both. You can't just say, well, we didn't manage the puck and let everyone off the hook. Just like after you mismanage your puck, if your structure is good, that can cover up for a lot of mismanaging the puck. So I think there's a little bit of both in there. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Thank everybody. That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after a 5-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. It's VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the Buffalo Sabres. Vegas now 26-5, 45 points on the year. Next in action Sunday, 5 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Alec Martinez getting closer. Aiden Hill getting closer. Uh, we'll see if either one of those guys are ready to go on Sunday. If not, we do expect they'll travel on the three-game road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights after that game on Sunday night. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Uh, it starts in the second period. The Sabres would open the scoring early in the second when Dylan Cousins threw a big hit in the neutral zone, then jumped into the play and beat Logan Thompson. Penalty time is up. Stevenson joins the play. In the middle, score! Dylan Cousins and Buffalo strikes first. Fifth goal of the year for Dylan Cousins from Casey Middlestat. 7.42 of the second period made it one to nothing Buffalo, but the Golden Knights would respond on the power play when Ivan Barbashev found a puck in the slot and muscled it in. Chandler put it into the slot, off a skate, Watt, put it on goal, save, rebound, Barbashev, he scores! Slam dunk, Barbashev, power play goal! He put everything into that one from just feet away. Seventh goal of the year for Ivan Barbashev from Nick Waugh. 13-44 the second period. Tied the game at one, a power play goal. So we'd head to the third period, all knotted up at one. And the Golden Knights would open the period with a strong push, and Jack Eichel extended his point streak to nine games as he ripped home his 13th goal of the year. Knights get a neutral zone steal. Connor ahead. Connor on the right. Goes behind his back. Trying to get a shot off. He did in front. Eichel scores! <laughs> First game at home against the Sabres puts the Knights on top 2-1. 
Jack Eichel from Paul Cotter. Three minutes, 22 seconds into the third period. Made it 2-1 to one Vegas, but the Sabres answered right back as Dylan Cousins set up a sharp angle goal from Casey Middlestat. Tap to hit by Haig, but it goes to Cousins. Feeds right off a stick and a shot. Score! From the goal line, Paterka ties it 2-2. Casey Middlestat's seventh goal of the year from Dylan Cousins and Connor Clifton. 5-0-1 of the third period tied the game at two. Then the Sabres would regain the lead midway through the third period when Zach Benson picked up a puck in the slot and beat Logan Thompson. Around the perimeter and up high. Samuelson put it toward the goal side of the net. Score! What a move from Benson to put Buffalo back in the lead. Zach Benson's fourth of the year from Alex Tuck and Matias Samuelson, 9-29 of the third period, made it 3-2 Buffalo. And then the Sabres extended their lead 90 seconds later when Zach Benson returned the favor, setting up Alex Tuck. Ahead for Barbashev, who's run into by Eric Robinson. Barbashev just plowed right through him and Robinson went in. Barbashev from his own blue gave it away. Benson back in with Tuck, a two-on-one. Tuck in front, scores! Alex Tuck! 4-2 Buffalo with under nine minutes to go in the third period. Ninth of the year for Alex Tuck from Zach Benson. 11-12 of the third period made it 4-2 Buffalo. And Bruce Cassidy would pull Logan Thompson early, but the Sabres iced the game with Casey Middlestat second of the period. Comes to the middle of the ice. The Sabres get control. Buffalo coming out. Petrangelo back in a shot. Score from the left wing. An empty net goal. Middlestat with three points. 5-2 Buffalo with under three minutes to play. Casey Middlestat's eighth of the year from Dylan Cousins and Rasmus Dahlin. 17-19 of the third period. An empty net goal made it 5-2 Buffalo. And all that was left was the final call. But they're not going to get a point today. Final seconds come off the clock. It's a win for Buffalo in Las Vegas. Sabres 5, Knights 2. There you have it, 5-2, the final score. The Buffalo Sabres defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 26-5 for 45 points on the year. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the BGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the Buffalo Sabres. Vegas now 26-5, 45 points on the year. Next in action, Sunday, 5 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators here inside T-Mobile Arena. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was tightly contested through the first 40 minutes. It, the Sabres get a lead. The Golden Knights tie it on the power play in the second period. Then Vegas uh, gets a lead in the third period. Jack Eichel picks up a big goal three minutes in. And, you know, Bruce Cassidy kind of said it best. Uh, he, he wanted his team to bear down and, and play winning hockey. That did not happen. And the Buffalo Sabres scored four unanswered goals. That's right, four unanswered goals in the third period to skate to a 5-2 victory. And for the Golden Knights, uh, they'll be able to to kind of look at this one, and I think you're going to look at it a little bit longer and, and hopefully be a lot better going into Sunday night's game against the Ottawa Senators. That's going to do it for us here on the post-game show. Extended post-game show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. 
Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. 1340, the Golden Knights fall 5-2 to two to the Buffalo Sabres. I really don't know what the reaction is going to be. I really don't because, you know, you look at the Golden Knights, they had a 12-game point streak to start the year, 11-0-1. You look at their last nine games coming into this one, they were 6-0-3, a nine-game point streak. So the Golden Knights were knocking on the door going into this game for their second 10-game point streak of the season. And yet I'm, I'm seeing commentary on, like, complacency. There, there's no complacency here for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, I, listen, I know that it's frustrating to lose games, especially given the context of what the Buffalo Sabres mean to the Vegas Golden Knights and vice versa, what Vegas means to Buffalo. Jack Eichel, Alex Tuck, I, I get it. I really do. I understand it. But it's a long season. It's 82 games. And if you look at this one objectively, the Golden Knights didn't manage the puck well enough to win. I think the best case scenario in this game is that Vegas wasn't able to pull it out, right? Like we have seen time and time again over the course of the season where you know, the Golden Knights haven't had their best game. They've been able to pull points out of games. They've been able to win games when it hasn't been their best night in and night out. There have been times for sure. I think you learn more. When you have a game like tonight, I think you learn more if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. And and there's not a ton for them to learn, just given the fact that they won a Stanley Cup and they have points in 25 out of 31 games. But sometimes you need to lose a game to really land a message. And I think Bruce Cassidy, just given what he sounded like and the points that he was making in his post-game press conference... I think Bruce Cassidy is going to use this as a teachable moment, a reminder for this Golden Knights Hockey Club. 702-876-1340, that's the number. I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts and your opinions on tonight's game. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, Coach will definitely drill into the heads of the kids that you got to hold on to Lee because he is upset at least about that. Yeah, he's not happy. And- Oh yeah, no. He's he's gonna. You don't practice that. You can't really practice that. You just talk about that and say it. It's not going to happen. And but what they can practice on are certain other aspects of the game. Which weird. I don't know if anybody notices this, but you know, in spite of a, a record that's glossy, to be sure, we seem to just make people like. Connor Ingram and uh, Mike, Mike, and Mike, 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 Mike. I'm going to caution you: do not go down this road. Okay, you don't like the fact that we have made 
rookie goalies look like Dominic Hasek? First of all, times? Connor. First of all, Connor Ingram's not a rookie goalie. Well, no, he's a young goalie. He, he's, I know he's been around the National Hockey League for a while, and he's playing really, really well. It diminishes what the other players are doing. Okay, you're, you're diminishing Connor Ingram. You're diminishing Charlie Lindgren, who's been around the National Hockey League for a while, and you're diminishing Devin Levi, who at 21 years old comes in here and plays a heck of a game, and he is one of those prospects in terms of of goaltenders that you you view in a really really positive light. Devin Levi is not just a throwaway prospect. He is a legitimate potential number one guy that you build around. I, I caution you. I caution yeah. you to just pump the brakes on that one. Okay. Uh, Devin Levi, by the way, is a guy we had held a lot of hope out for in terms of Buffalo making the playoffs this year. And if they do make it by some miracle, it's going to be people like that. I don't know what's happened to, uh, is it Tace? I, I can't think of his last name. Tage Thompson? Uh, yeah, what has happened with him this year? He's, he's battled injury. You know, he, He's had a, okay. a couple of injuries that, that have set him back a bit. I, production's not where you'd expect it to be. He had a couple of looks in this game tonight, but uh, doesn't, doesn't look as dynamic, at least early in the early goings for the Sabres. Okay, I still think we may, you and I, have the same feeling about Buffalo, that they're better than what we've seen so far. Yeah. And, I'll and be, I think there's more to come. I'll be honest, like, this this was the game. Like, if you're Don Granato, like, you look at this game, you say, this is how you have to play, right? Like, they were mm-hmm. structured enough in their own zone, and the Golden, they frustrated the Golden Knights because Devin Levi was making saves. Vegas started to chase the game. They started to you know, think maybe two or three plays ahead of what they really needed to. They didn't take what the game was giving them. And when they forced plays, the Buffalo Sabres counter- counterattacked and their offense was good. And, and what causes a, a very solid coach like Don Granado to take a team with so much talent in his fifth year and Coach Cassidy in his second year, these two guys about identical in age, mm-hmm have a different philosophy on coaching, and one wins the Stanley Cup and one wallows in obscurity. What causes that? Well, the rosters, for one. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know that the philosophy right now is, is too different. I think Don Granado wants them to play better defensively, and then if you can shore that up, you believe and you trust in their ability to score goals to be able to win games 4-2 to two, like tonight was. Like, and thanks, Mike, for the call. I, I think that this version of the Buffalo Sabres is what Don Granado envisions for Buffalo and envisions them as being in terms of making the playoffs. But you have to get there consistently, and you got to learn how to win. And that, to me, is the biggest difference between you know where the Golden Knights are and, and Bruce Cassidy in, in terms of his success and, uh, and Don Granado and the Buffalo Sabres. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Okay, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So, I, it's going to happen. Like, we can't win every game. The sky is not falling. Um, and it really wasn't a bad game up until it kind of fell apart in the third. And even then, it was Buffalo really capitalized on some bad turnovers, which, of course, is going to happen. Like, they'll look at it, and they'll come back and do better next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, 
you learn something in losses, like true losses, and you know, I, I'd make the argument that tonight was was one of those games that that's a true loss for the Golden Knights. You're gonna you're gonna want to correct some things, just like the Golden Knights did earlier this season when they lost four to one on home ice to the to the LA Kings. Yeah, and like that's what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't face any adversity, you turn into the Boston Bruins last season. Um, I will say that my girls, I had both of my girls with me at the game today, and they were standing with the cheerleaders in the aisle when Jack Eichel scored. So that was super cool. Like, kind of made my night win-loss. That was just a really cool moment to get to see. All right, awesome stuff there, Stephanie. I'm glad that that they got a a nice moment there. And Jack Eichel, when he scored, I thought it was going to be over. I really did. I thought the Golden Knights were going to clamp down and, you know, play to that identity and that structure, and it just didn't happen. As as you know, to the tune of four goals for the uh, for the Buffalo Sabers in a five two victory. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Hey, Stephen, can you hear me? Are you up? Oh yes, no, I can hear you now, Ryan. Sorry about that. No, um, no worries. Quite on my end, I couldn't hear anything. Um, sorry if I if I rehash anything that's already been said. I apologize because yeah, like I said, I couldn't hear anything on my end. But um, for the record, I'm assuming, by the way, that on Twitter was um, going as a guy that was talking about the complacency of this mm. team or so-called complacency. Yeah. Um, for tonight, um, I don't think this is another example of the Golden Knights being complacent against teams that they should be being. I just think tonight was just a bad game defensively. Um, these kind of games happen. I think, unfortunately, lately the defense has been a little bit lackluster, but – Again, they, they happen. We're missing Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez right now, so we haven't even been playing at full strength anyway. Mm-hmm. But what I would take away from this game is that if there was ever a time for the Gold Knights to get a wake-up call that they need to tighten things up again, it was tonight. Because yeah. the puck management, and as, as well as the bad turnovers, this is not something that the Vegas Gold Knights do. I, I could tell from Bruce Cassidy the way he sounded. Mm-hmm. He was very ticked off about that. And... Even the best of teams, they'll have times like this. But the way that happened tonight was pretty bad. So I'll chalk this up just a bad game. Uh, one of those situations that, you know, get back into practice, let this pass by. Mm. They'll be just fine moving forward. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like no, I- I'm right there with you, Stephen, and thanks for the call. Like I, I think you're right on the money in that, A, Bruce Cassidy, certainly not happy about the game tonight, and, B, it's not a bad thing for the Golden Knights to get a wake-up call right now because, yeah, you've got the Ottawa Senators, but then you look at that three-game road trip right before the Christmas break. It is Carolina, it is Tampa Bay, and it is a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final against the Florida Panthers. You don't want to be loose in your structure against those teams. You just don't. So um, I, I think you're right on the money. I think it's a great call. Uh, you do not want to be complacent in terms of where your game is at right now. And I think for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, having this game come is probably right at the right time because they'll be able to dial in their defensive structure and get back to their identity and playing uh, to who they are as a hockey team. Take a break. Come back with more of your calls and text to 702-876-1340 next on the v- on the uh, extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 5-2. The Buffalo Sabres defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas falls to 26-5, 45 points on the year. Next in action, Sunday night, 5 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators. Take a look at the text line right now. Angelo says, and this is a, a, a great text, people overreact in Vegas when the VGK lose one game. They battled hard, had some nice chances, but did not capitalize on to Ottawa Sunday. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's hard in, in moments because the Golden Knights haven't done a lot of losing so far in this season. They've been really solid throughout the first 31 games of the year. Now, again, there are certainly areas you can improve. And, like, I keep going back to middle of November to the end of November. This team was struggling to score. They were defending really well. They weren't out of any games, but they were losing games, you know, one to nothing, essentially, two to one, essentially. And Bruce Cassidy in that moment said the, the scoring will come, and at some point here we're going to be talking about def- defending, right? Like that's how things ebb and flow over the course of an 82-game season. And right now, having given up four goals in three consecutive games, you know, the Golden Knights are going to have to look at how they're defending. They're going to have to see if they are strong enough in the in the areas and playing to the structure enough to defend well enough to win. Uh, Christopher Isom says uh, puck management with lead, getting behind the defense. That's one of the areas he, he looked at as as you know un, the undoing for the Golden Knights tonight. Mike McMahon turnovers, puck control, couple of poor decisions. Um, I don't know, like it, again. Puck management, I think, was the the main focus for the Golden Knights. They they did not take care of the puck the way that they usually do, and it fed the transition game of the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, earlier on today on the VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard asked me, like, if you're going to look at pre-scout of the Buffalo Sabres, what's the one area you want to avoid – transition opportunities, right? It's it's off the rush offense and you know the Golden Knights fed right into it. Um Donnie Moss says too many times in the third period we had chances to win but lost the puck. It also seemed like Buffalo was keying off Jack Eichel most of the game. Uh hey everybody this guy isn't falling. Yes Donnie that is true. Um I listen I you know again I, I think for the most part like there were pockets of the game where Vegas was playing well enough to win. I certainly think that they had chances early on in the game, and that's what I was hoping for, right? When when you've got a team in the Buffalo Sabres that fall behind relatively early in most of the games that they play, you want to pump them. You, know, you want to get the Buffalo Sabres into a position where they are feeling some legitimate doubt as to whether or not they belong on the ice with you. It happened in Colorado. It didn't happen here. And the, you, 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 know, you don't put them behind the eight ball early enough they're going to start to believe that they can find a way to be impactful and they did tonight like you've got to give credit to the buffalo sabers here they played as perfect a game as they could play in this spot and that's their blueprint for success by the same token you have to look at what the golden knights did and how vegas fed into the offense and and really the way that buffalo wants to play and you should expect the golden knights will clean that up especially going into sunday night's game against the Ottawa Senators. Take a break and wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas 5-2, the final. The Buffalo Sabres defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I want to get to one more text before we get out of here. It, it comes from Wes Hag, uh, who I, I may be mispronouncing the name. If I am, I, I am. Sorry, I do apologize. Uh, he throws kind of a, an unconventional idea out there, saying that the next practice, the Golden Knights should only practice six-on-five situations, either obviously defending a six-on-five or playing with a six-on-five. Yet yeah, it has been an area this season where the Golden Knights have been subpar, would be probably the best way to put it. Uh, here's my argument, though. When you look at the last three games, and, and the idea, the thought is, well, it's costing them points. Well, they're conceding points to other teams, but it's not costing them points. It didn't cost them a point tonight. Like, the Golden Knights didn't lose the game tonight because they couldn't find their footing at 6-on-5. They lost the game tonight because they made two really, really poor choices with the puck, and then those choices ended up in the back of their net. That's why they lost the game tonight. When you go back to Calgary, when you go back to San Jose, yes, they allowed goals when each team pulled their goaltender for the extra attacker, but they also got two points out of the game, and I don't think that the point you concede to San Jose is going to really bother you or worry you at the end of the year. And by the same token, I don't think it's going to worry you that you conceded a point to Calgary either. So, again... I don't think it's like as big of an area of focus as maybe, you know, defending five on five and figuring out why you're you're allowing four plus goals a game over the last three games. That's where my energy and my focus would be. But, you know, I think six on five, touching up a few of the details, probably a good idea as well. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post-game show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers and our texters. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your ear input. The Golden Knights are next in action Sunday, 5 o'clock against the Ottawa Senators. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.